Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise for this wonderful praise team. Amen. This awesome praise team that helps us, that helps us usher into the presence of the Lord. Take this opportunity to say good morning. Good morning, Alec. Good morning to each of you. Good morning to those of you that are watching us by way of Facebook. We thank God that you have made this uh, your place of worship today. You have chosen to uh, worship with us by way of social media today. Uh, we don't take it for granted, and neither do we take it light. And we just say thank you when we're praying that God's word will be a blessing to you this morning. We honor our pastor today, Pastor Donna R. Prather. Amen. Such a wonderful leader. Thank God uh, for some of my family members here. I see my wife. She's here as well. Thank her for being here. My, my sisters, thank you for coming. And we're praying that God will speak a word into your spirits this morning. I just want to encourage you this morning. So those of you that want to read along with us and follow us, turn to Philippians, the third chapter. Philippians 3rd chapter, verses 13 through 14. Philippians 3, 13 through 14. And it reads, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Turn to God now, Father, we just thank you for this blessed opportunity that you have granted unto us to be able to come in to worship and praise you and to fellowship one with another, to hear your word. So I pray today, God, that we will realize every opportunity of bringing glory to you by being more responsive to your word. Your word is already blessed. Now bless us through your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Um, <laughs> just thinking back to last week when um, Pastor Prather called me, you know, you know, and so Pastor Fred and I have a long-lasting relationship that goes back quite some time. Um, she said, uh, Pastor, I need you to preach uh, <clears throat> next Sunday. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. I'd be glad to do that. Now, y'all know that's not how that went. <laughs> I said, um, I guess she sensed a little hesitation, and I said, uh, I said, um, okay. She said, why? What's going on now? You, um, you, you backing up now or something like that? You backing up? And I said, well, well no. Um, I've heard a lot of external voices in that regard, but I, hadn't, I haven't heard anything internal. <laughs> and you know what she told me? Now, she didn't say it in a derogatory way or nothing like that. She said, you need to clean off your soul. You need to clean off some stuff so that you can hear. So to, to, to you today... Uh, she gives me too, you know, so, and uh, that's my prayer, that's my prayer, that's all of our prayers, that we will reach our fullest potential yes. in God, yes. and I just want to encourage you today, 
um, with the words onward, upward, and forward. Onward, upward, and forward. Onward, in a continuing forward direction. And oftentimes here, I always, I think I, I first heard this coming from uh, Prophetess Fleming, and I continue to use it a lot and say it a lot. That, and not, most of us reiterate this too, that think about this, all things as they should be. It may be hard for you to wrap your mind around this, but you are exactly where you need to be right now. So that's what I'm talking about. Onward, onward now, listen to me. Onward in a continuing forward direction. The fact that you are here and you're, move, you're here today, you are going somewhere. So oftentimes you will hear people say that, make a 180 degree turn. And I get it, but I beg to differ. Because I think in making a 180 degree turn, you're going right back to where you come from. You're going right back through some of the same stuff that you just come through. I get, I get the connotation, 180 degree turn, repent. But repent, repentance is a change of mind. We're going to get into just as Apostle Paul, the author of the book of Philippians, <laughs> was on his road, on his way, on the road to Damascus to arrest Christians, the believers of God, to persecute them, to have a letter in his hand, to put them in jail until he was converted. After his conversion, the spirit did not tell him to turn around and go back. He told him to do what? Go into the city. Keep going where you're going. So I encourage you today, keep going where you're going, but change your mind. God wants to use you just as you are. The same dogged tenacity that Apostle Paul, that Paul had when he was Saul, arresting the, the Christians, putting them in prison, the same dogged tenacity he has now for God. You see, you see the results of what all he's done. He even told you about everything that he has done. Onward. Continuing in a forward position. Upward toward a higher place, point, or level. Higher level of consciousness. Uh, I was able to attend vacation Bible school a couple of days last week, and one of the things that I was so appreciative of, first of all, the teachings that they had and the scriptures that they were using, and then on display in the back, they had mirrors up. And they asked us to look in the mirror. And what do you see when you look in the mirror? What do you see when you look at the mirror? And think about this now. And I want to help us out a little bit, give you a hint. We, they were talking about we are God's creation. We are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. Think about this. So when you look in the mirror, even at you with everything that's going on, what do you see? We are trying to go to a higher place, higher level of consciousness within ourselves. Yeah. This is not it. This is not everything. 
Everything that we have been taught, everything that we have been told, all the experiences that we have been dealing with, all of that is to bring us to a point when we can exp- allow ourselves to be expanded in our consciousness. Yeah. I thank God. Uh, 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 he's helped me a whole lot. Pastor Prater has helped me a whole lot through teaching. I don't, my goal in life now is not, and, I, and I, you heard me say this, not to look at challenges, trials, tribulations, the things that we're going through, to look at those things as something as being bad. But it's something in order to allow us to expand in our consciousness of who God is because the fact remains the more I learn about God, the more I learn about myself. Scripture says in him we live, we move, and have our being, just as our poets have said, we are also his offspring. Well, what does that mean? That means that what's in God is in me. The same DNA that God has is in me through and by his spirit. So in order for me to be able to tap into that, to get into that, there are some things I got to do on my part. I got to put in the work. I got to put in the work. I got to go within myself. Uh, Pastor Lampkin, Portia Lampkin, uh, I was talking about fighting with ourselves to fight for ourselves. We've had everything and everybody else to tell us who we are. We've had experiences to write on our soul to determine who we are. We bought into that. Society tells us who we are. I can remember, <laughs> I, I'm glad she's here today. You know, in our culture, we have, but we are, we're going to give you a nickname. <laughs> no matter what, you're going to have a nickname. Yes. Deacon Thursday, and I will not disclose mine at this time. I know you probably done told everybody in the church, but I will not disclose it. <laughs> but I got a younger sister, and she just recently, because I stayed on her. Every time she addresses me, she addresses me by my nickname. Now, see that? There you go. <laughs> but that's, that's not who I am. You, a <laughs> little bit of encouragement. You may have done what they say that you have done. But you're not who they say that you are. Don't buy into that foolishness no matter what. Christ has made it possible for all of us. Apostle Paul says, in a high level of consciousness, that I may know Christ and the power of his resurrection. We'll get to that. Forward, forward. In the direction that one is facing or traveling. The direct, right where you are. What's our motto, Alec? Help. Healing, empowering, loving, persuading people right where they are and meet and leading them to a better life. God is meeting you right where you are with everything going on in your life. No, not me. I got this going. Yes, you. And that. Him, we paraphrase it, but this is what scripture says. Him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. So we say, God says, come as you are. And allow him to deal with our mind. 
He who controls the mind controls you. If I can take charge of my mind, if I can clear off all this stuff off my mind, then I can live a more a productive and effective life for Christ. So I'm encouraging us today, onward, upward, and forward. Do not com- be complacent to where you are. Uh, uh, Por- uh, pa- uh, Portia Lampkin here again, Pastor Lampkin. Man, I just, I just buy into some of the things that she says. She says, some of us aren't stuck. We just won't move. We just won't move. We won't put in the time in to get out of the places that we are. You know who's holding us in bondage? We're holding our own selves in bondage. So as I encourage you, I want to think in Ephesians 5.15 says, see then that you walk circumspectly. This is what Pastor was talking about this morning. So we walk circumspectly in this world, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Walk, live, maneuver, navigate in this three-dimensional world. Circumspectly, circum, root word, circum, around. Walk around, you know, circum, when we get our word, circumvent, when you try to go around something or someone. Circumference, around ball or something. Circum, around, walk, live, going around, spectly. Our root word spectacle. Where we get our word glasses. Seeing, looking. Walk around looking as wise people now. Not that we're walking around on eggshells. Afraid of doing something because we know that we've already been liberated. We've already been free to live this life. To be able to freely live and to freely serve God. So see then you walk. But not as a fool. What's a fool? The psalmist said, the fool have said in his heart, there is no God. So in other words, don't walk around, don't live your life as as though there is no God. God is very real. He exists. He exists on the inside of it. One of the first prerequisites is coming to God. It said that he that that cometh from God must believe that he is. That he, first of all, that he exists and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We have to seek God. Seek you the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Not that God is somewhere off away from us. But as we allow things to continue to cover up our soul and our mind, we in our consciousness get further and further away from God. Therefore, not knowing the voice of God. My wife calls me. I could be in another country. I know it's her because of her voice. Pastor called me. I know it's her. Brother Prater calls me. I know it's because of their voice. We've been around one another. Now, if we don't spend much time with it, then you got to identify yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry, who's, who am I speaking with? Yeah. That's who some of us are with God. God have placed the, man, listen, as we touch you with our faith, God have given Man, we, we are making our own selves miserable. 
Delight yourself also in the Lord, and I will give you the desires of your heart. God has placed everything that we need on the inside of us already existing on the inside of us, and God is telling us when to speak, decree, and declare these things, but we don't hear, we don't know the voice of God. Therefore, we are living a life of misery, a life of disappointment, and God is right there. Right? Oh, wow. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Right there before us. So Pastor Paul, writing this letter, he's in prison. Think about this. He's in prison. This is considered one of his joy letters where he was writing to thank Philippi for the gift. They had sent him the gift, and he's sending, they're sending it by Epaphroditus, and he's returning this letter back to them, thanking them, and not only that, but even encouraging them. This is a, a letter of joy. Yes. Joy. How many of us still have joy? Yes. After all the things I've been through, I still have joy. Joy is a spirit. Joy comes from within. Jesus said, not as the world give, I give you, but my joy I give to you. My peace I give you. Joy comes from within. I think oftentimes too many we get joy and happiness confused. Happiness is based on happenings. <laughs> Marrying the right spouse. Getting the new house. Getting the new car. Those sorts of things. Now what happens when that spouse is no longer there. Or that loved one dies, or the car tears up, the house What Can you still be happy? That's why you need joy, and we do have joy, spirit, and that's what we need to activate. So this is a letter of joy and encouraging them and telling them, um, Finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, it's not grievous, but for you, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. Pastor Paul was having to, he was considered the apostle to the Gentiles. The Gentiles were grafted in, so to speak. They didn't come in under the law. Now, because they were so they were prideful and thinking about keeping the letter of the law, doing all this. These Pharisees and Sadducees, how can uncircumcised folk be saved? This was Pastor Paul was telling them, not by works. It ain't by works. And so they began to look down on other folk. Don't let folk judge you, look down on you, because you don't keep their set of rules and laws. No. You don't have to. It's all about the, so then by, 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 by grace through faith are we saved. Not of works. Let's any man boast. It is the gift of God. Now you accept that as your truth and believe that. Now you begin to walk in freedom. We, we, we're talking about, we're talking about going moving forward now. Onward, upward, and forward. Because we got so many roadblocks. So many things hindering us, hampering us, holding us back where we can't move forward. Now, this is a sad testimony when you hear believers, son of God, talking about when I make one foot forward, one foot, one step forward, I take two steps backwards. That's a sad testimony. That's a sad testimony. Why? So we must take a hard look at ourselves. 
For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. You know, this flesh of ours wants to run the show. This flesh of ours wants to be in control. And I'm not talking about the body. I'm talking about that mindset. That nature that we had by one man that sin, error thinking, entered into the world. That nature right there, that's the one that wants to be in charge and in control. And so what happens, <laughs> uh, your scripture tells us that, first of all, we must first deny ourselves. No longer I. For me to live is Christ. Nevertheless, not I live, but Christ liveth within me. That we're getting in touch, we're getting in tune with the spirit on the inside of us so that it can help develop us, grow us, mature us to become the sons of the true and living God. Become who we really are so that we can move onward, upward, and forward. That we are not content with what's going on right now. We're not content with the things of this world. 1 John 2, 15 and 16 says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes. That's what got Eve into trouble. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life is not of the Father, but us of the world. All those things are of the world. If we want to move onward, upward, and forward, we got to uh, put mortify, put to death the works of the flesh so that we can become who God says that we are. We continue to tell ourselves, I am a son of the truth, and you are, and we are. Now, let's continue to move forward in that, build on that, become that. Listen, Paul Paul said, now, this is a good way to get rid of all that. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. Listen to what he says. He's not bragging, but he's trying to get them to understand. Out of all the accomplishments and all the accolades that I have, if anybody can brag, I can brag. But I'm not going to do that. That I might, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more circumcised, uh-huh, the eighth day of the soccer of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching a law, the Pharisee. You're talking about the, all the credentials he said he had concerning zeal? Persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is of the law, is blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. What's important to you? What really matters to you? What's your heart's desire? What are you trying to get out of this life? What, what motivates you? What inspires you? What brings you out to worship service on Sunday morning? What's the driving force behind you? What's the energy in you to make you want to become? What, what makes you who you are? What if God were to say, 
Have you considered my servant? And all of a sudden, now things start to being stripped away from us. We start to lose love. Some of you have been there. Some of you have been there. We start to lose loved ones. Things start falling apart. No matter what you touch, what you do, it does not prosper. Can we still, can we still worship and praise Almighty God? Because knowing all that is working together, <laughs> all that is working together for our good. Can we see things through God's lenses? Can we see things from God's perspective? Can we, can we, talk about onward up, can we walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh? Have we really, have we really sacrificed ourselves? Pastor Prazer talked about that, about bringing our sacrifices, burning it all up and exchanging it and only keeping that which is necessary in our life, in our purpose, in this life. She always tells us and reminds us, your life has meaning. Yeah, it does. Your life has purpose. And one of the biggest challenges that we have is trying to figure out what is my purpose. What am I here for? Lord, what will you have me to do? And if we have paid enough attention to our spirit, he's already told us. Continue where you are. Now allow me to continue to shape you, to mold you, to direct you. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct our paths. <laughs> that what we give attention to, that we give intention to. What do you give? What are you giving attention to? Is it the flesh or is it the spirit? You know, it's, it's, just, it's just it's amazing to me how we can come in on Sunday morning. Man, God, I thank God for our praise team. I tell Pastor, hey, listen, Antioch Life Enrichment Center, I appreciate you. Antioch Life Enrichment Center praise team, I appreciate you. Man, I was thinking when praise and worship was going on, see, see, you know what praise and worship does for you? So when you do that, you're getting, you're reaching, you're getting to your core self. You're forgetting about everything else that's going on around you. You're, when you're focusing on God, you're focusing on yourself. Understand that. And that, you know what, but, but see, we, we want to do that, but then we want to leave out here. I think you might have said it at 930. What did we do when we leave here? What are we listening to? What are we talking about? What are we watching? So therefore, if you're not, if you're not seeing growth, if you're not seeing development, if you're not seeing maturity, uh, Pastor Channel just a weeks ago was about where's the fresh manna? Where are the witty inventions? Where are the fresh ideas? That's all spirit. Comes from God. 
So what are we doing? What have we done to clean off our souls so that now we can be, and we are, we are one with God, but now that we can be in sync with the Spirit of God. Jesus put it like this, the, the, the words that I speak, not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. We say that we are the unique expression of God, and we are, so that when folks see us, what do they see? Who do they see? What are we doing to bring glory to God, to the kingdom of God? What are we doing? When the last time we witnessed to somebody, told them about the witness of God, or did we, when we, when we met them and introduced them, we introduced them to ourselves and not God. When have we fulfilled the Great Commission? So Pastor Paul says he called all, counts all those things as lost. But what things were gained to me, I, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things, count, calculated, added up. He added up all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And be found in him not having my own righteousness. Our own righteousness. Self-righteousness. Depending upon yourself. Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 10 now they have gone about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. I am not righteous. You are not righteous because of what we do. We are righteous because of who we are. God says that we are righteous, and we need to believe that, and we need to buy in that. That's what makes us righteous, not what we do, but who we, who we are. But that which is through the faith of, through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that, listen, verse 10, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. Pastor Paul is saying, I want to become so intimate with Christ, so intimate with the, the Christ consciousness that I may know in the, in the power of his resurrection that raised up Christ from the dead. Knowing that, see, we want to relate all of this to death. And when we're leaving this earth, but even in situations, there are deadly situations right now. Stuff that we're battling with, the stuff that we're going through, that we can rise up, be resurrected from that. Yeah. There is no power on earth that keep me in the ground. There's no power on earth that can keep me down. I'll rise again. Yeah. That's what you have to tell you, no matter how bad it was. Yeah. No matter what the situation long as you got breath in your body, you had the ability to rise again that I may know him and in the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Listen to verse 12, we get into our text. Not as though 
I had already attained, either were already perfect. Not that already I had laid a hold of all this. That I already, so we've been already, say, you know, we, we've been laid on. God created us and formed us and, and spoke us out. He has a hold of us. He does. He hasn't let go. Now it's up to us to get a hold of that which has gotten a hold of us. So as they used to say, so now that we can walk it out, so now that we can live it out. Not that I've already perfect. You think about him. You think about some of the things that Apostle Paul even said about himself. Some of the challenges he was having personally with his own self. Yeah. That I may apprehend that which also I apprehend of Christ Jesus. Brethren, here we go. I count not myself to have apprehended. After looking back and looking at everything that he had done, looking back over his life, he counted not himself to have apprehended. I have not taken hold of this that was ever taken hold of me. This is what he's saying now. Let this be encouraging. We're talking about onward, up, and forward. This is what Apostle Paul is saying. And he's writing this out of prison. He said, but you know what? I haven't already attained either were already perfect. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now, what he's, he's not saying Erase these things from my mind. So a lot of us cannot go onward, up, and forward because of our past. Because of what we continue to replay in our mind. So we must understand that no matter how bad or how treacherous it was, God has forgiven us. So let us forgive ourselves and move forward. We've talked about this over and over and over again. Christ have died for every sin that we will ever commit, yeah. every sin that we're committing, every sin that we've already committed. It has been forgiven. Yeah. All he requires of us now to do is confess, yeah. to confess that sin and repent of that sin and move forward. Yeah. Don't look back. Don't look back. Looking back is distraction. Christ said, no man have put his hand to the plow and looking back it fit for the kingdom. And we know the kingdom is not a place. The kingdom of God resides on the inside of us. It comes not with observation. Low here, low there. It's within. Joy, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. But if we're constantly looking back, we'll never ever, we're not even fit for that kingdom. We'll never ever reach that. Past burdens, sickness, emotions, and problems. They're very real and often painful. We know it. They are. But focusing on them can paralyze us, immobilize us, keeps us from moving forward. Sometimes we have to do what David did, encourage ourselves in the Lord. Go deep within ourselves. We not, may not be able to change our past. Some things in our past we cannot change. But we can overcome it. We can overcome it. We can get past it. 
Matthew 7, 13 to 14 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in there, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which lead unto life. Few there be that find it. Straight and narrow. Now that doesn't say that we can't live, but we can't allow ourselves to be distracted, pulled off course by looking back. We can't allow the external circumstances and things to control us. He tells us to be sober. Be sober. The opposite of sober is intoxicated. How am I intoxicated with external influences? Don't let the outside of you influence you. Don't let those other voices outside of you control you. Because it pulls you off course. It pulls you off course. You look back. <laughs> Sometimes that's some very hurtful and painful things back there. Some things in the past need to stay in the past. You cannot rescue some things in the past. Sometimes we go back and dig them up. And we'll, and, and we'll carry them around. We're carrying them around. Now, what kind of burden is that? We can't. How can we freely live? How can we just be free? We've got to move forward. Verse 14, final verse. I press toward. Apostle Paul says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. To reach my fullest potential in God. You, you said this to yourself. I said that to myself. It got to me more to me than this. It has to be more to me than this. It has to be more than life, what I'm experiencing right now. Yes. Tap into it. Do the work. Use the keys. Yes. Put in the time. And I guarantee you, you began to see some results. Yes. Make it our passion to grow spiritually. So that God gets the glory of our lives. He wants the glory out of our lives. Yes. Second Peter 3 and 9 says, God is not slack concerning his promises. As some men count slackness. But as long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. Yes. But that all should come to repentance. Yes. So you're talking about moving onward, upward, and forward. Let us go deep. Stead within ourselves. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as you know that your labor is not in vain. Onward, upward, and forward. God bless you. If you go all the way back to Nebuchadnezzar, government has been janky and jacked up and selfish. So this ain't nothing new. So you have these systems in place. And what happens with us in spirit when we, dis when we discover who we are, we get to decide what system we're going to be a part of. What the, what the religious uh, uh, culture or uh, spiritual culture is guilty of is thinking that we're going to disarm and disband that that's our...
fight. No, the fight we have is within us to get our past experiences, to get what society said about us, get our environment out of us and choose the government that exists in us and not functioning from the government that's outside of us. That not going anywhere. Spiritually, we get to decide what we're going to be a part of, which kingdom we're going to serve. When Jesus went in the wilderness, and when he was in the wilderness, he was tempted of three things. Who your daddy is, who your father is. Go back and look at when the devil, the adversary, which is nothing but adverse thoughts, come up to him. He checked who his father is. The second thing, he checked who he was. What, who, who are you? Or who, who, who do the son of? And the third thing was which kingdom you're going to be a part of. Go back and read it. Then the three questions that he was asked to, to try to defy, deny God, to the, tr deny himself, his true identity, and deny what kingdom he was a part of. And everything that comes up in us is trying to get you to say, that's my daddy or not, or that's, I'm his son or not, or I'm going to be a part of this kingdom or not. But we get the opportunity to move forward. And the only way we stay down, just like Mother Irene was saying, we keep giving in. She's starting to pay attention to before she just let it through, let it come through. And then she either be sad, mad, or whatever it was, emotions that come up. We're not operating from our emotions. We operate from our spirit. Come on, somebody. And I thank you. You know, they be trying to give me a hard time, but I swear I go down, swing, I go down, I go down swinging. If I, I'm a battle, I'm a win. So thank you, sir. Give God some praise. Any other questions? Well, look at that. My son. <laughs>